essence of Christianity. Because the essence is fading away. Are you with me? The essence of, of why a person is a Christian it is, it is fading away. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 24 verse 13 Because iniquity shall abound The love of many shall wax cold Amen The love for God can wax cold But as your love is waxing cold You can still work for God You can still preach You can still evangelize So the question every Christian needs to ask yourself what, what is actually the foundation of my belief? What is the reason that I said Jesus Christ is Lord, I repent and I give my life to Him? If you cannot answer such a question, it means your foundation is not solid. And the strength of your foundation is always revealed when calamity comes. So, the essence of Christianity is extremely important for every Christian to master. You must know why you are a Christian. And you must know who is a Christian. Because nowadays the Bible says in the book of Matthew Chapter 7 If you read from verse 20 down The Bible says that Jesus was talking about the fact that you must take heed of false prophets And the first thing that he told the disciples You shall know them by their fruits Amen You shall know them by their what? Their fruits Listen, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, when John the Baptist preached the message, they all came to repent. John the Baptist was not clapping. Why was he not clapping? Because he knew that their foundation is not strong. Their essence is not strong. So he said in the book of Matthew 3, 8, bear fruits, bear fruits. You must know who is a Christian and who is not. I always say, when you have an apple it will produce apples. When you have a mango tree, it will produce mangoes. When you see a Christian, you will see attributes of Christ. You will see attributes of Christ. And nowadays, people are being deceived because they don't listen to what Jesus says. They listen to what is popular. So when Christ said, you shall know them by the fruits, people are knowing people by eloquent uh, words, eloquent words. That is not how you know a Christian. You don't know a Christian by how much he shouts. You don't know a Christian by how much he rolls on the ground. You don't know a Christian how much he played the drums. So when you don't know the essence, you will call somebody a powerful Christian that is not mentioned in heaven. So many people, there is a blanket on you. 
on your eyes. You don't know who is who. But at the same time, Jesus said, Take heed of my word, and you will know who is who. Take heed of my word, and you will know who is who. Hallelujah. The essence of what? Christianity. When you know the essence of Christianity, you will know that not any power is power of God. When you know the essence of Christianity, you will know the difference between a prophet and a soothsayer. When you know the essence of Christianity, you will know somebody that says, I know Christ. And somebody that has Christ in him. In the book of Acts chapter 16 verse 16. There was a, a damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. Are you with me? Please, if you don't understand the essence, one word and you are backslidden. One, one person will just tell you where you live and you will throw your whole preparation to what you will become away. So you must know the essence. Because one thing that frustrates me so much is that there are so many people coming to Christ, even reading Bible. But when there is a person that carries a little bit of information, you are impressed. Listen, nobody can tell me something about my father. I know my father. You cannot tell me anything about my mother. I know my mother. But can people treat you when they talk about Jesus? If you know Jesus, nobody can take you. Amen. How can I talk about precious mother as if I know her when she's the daughter? Meanwhile, we have so many children of God. The children of the devil can just take you just like that. Amen. So the Bible says the endless expectation of creation is waiting for a manifestation of a son. A manifestation of somebody that carries the DNA of God. Listen, there was a soothsayer. The Bible said she was what? Possessed. The Bible did not say she was gifted. She was possessed by the spirit of divination. But the thing was, the Bible says that she brought much gain to her masters. There are some people, when you are gifted, they don't care that you are dying in the secret. When you can bring members to the church, they don't care the fact that you are sinning. See, the Bible said, and she told the people that Paul and Silas were what? Men of God that showed the way of their Lord. The thing that she said was true. But Apostle Paul did not care about what she was saying. Apostle Paul cared about her spirit. And he was the only one that could see that. Listen, you are possessed and you are suffering. And he spoke to the spirit and cast the spirit out. Listen, when people will arise that will stand for the true essence of Christianity, you will see that your own people will persecute you. The masters were persecuting Apostle Paul. Meanwhile, he was delivering somebody. Why? Because of gain. Because they are Christians. They don't understand the essence of Christianity. The only thing they seek is gain. The only thing they seek is popularity. The only thing they seek is people. It is gain for yourself. 
But the true essence of Christianity is proclaiming Jesus Christ. Amen. So Apostle Paul did not care if he was hated by the masses. He did not care if he was hated by the multitude. His mandate was to proclaim the word of God. The essence of Christianity. So we need to come back to the place where we have Christians that know Christ and can stand for Christ. I always use this example when Jesus met the devil. The first question that the devil asked him was not if you can preach. The first question that the devil asked him is not if you can lead the choir. It was not even if you are anointed. He said, if thou be the son of God and you what determines if you are the son of God is not what you can do. It is to who you respond. So he said, man shall not live by bread alone. But he was hungry. Because he knew that I cannot respond to somebody that is not my father. Because that is the test. Who are you? Who are you? Let us open the Bible. Acts chapter 11. The essence of Christianity. Listen, Christianity is not even coming to church. Uh, if it was coming to church, many people were very good Christians. The essence of Christianity is even nothing that a man tells you you are. The reason why I love this topic so much. When you remove the essence, you will try to cover the essence with things that look like the essence. But it's not the essence. You don't understand this thing. When they lost the presence in the garden, they were naked and they were looking for things to cover, which was corrupt. So when people don't have the essence of Christianity, they will seek for things that are affiliated with Christians without having the foundation. Amen. Amen. So then you have people. You can have prayer gathering, nobody is seen. Amen. You have people. They talk about mental health. Nobody has the Holy Spirit. That is why there are so many problems, but less solutions. Because the sons of God are very scarce. We are very scarce. Amen. Acts chapter 11. From verse 19 going. I read in the name of Jesus. Now they, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Penis and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word of God to none but unto the Jews only. Verse 20. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. 
Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that they should go as far as Antioch. Verse 23. Who came, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose, with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Verse 24. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith and much people was added unto the Lord then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul and when he had found him he brought him unto Antioch and it came to pass that the whole year somebody says the whole year, the whole year. somebody says the whole year. the whole year the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. It can be really in Dutch. Ik lees handelingen 11 vanaf vers 19 tot vers 26. Na de dood van Stefanus werden de gelovigen vervolgd. Daardoor raakten ze verspreid tot Venetië, Cyprus en Antiochië. Maar ze vertelden alleen aan Joden het woord van God. Maar er waren onder hen ook een paar mannen van Cyprus en uit Syrië. Toen zij in Antiochië gekomen waren, vertelden ze ook aan de Grieken over de Heer Jezus. En de Heer was met hen. Daardoor ging een groot aantal Grieken in de Heer geloven. Dat werd bekend in de gemeente van Jeruzalem. Toen stuurde de gemeente Barnabas naar Antiochië. Daar zag hij hoe liefdevol en goed, goed, en goed God was voor de niet-Joodse mensen die in Jezus waren gaan geloven. Hij was daar erg blij over. Hij moedigde hen aan om trouw te blijven aan de Heer. Want Barnabas was een goede man, vol van de Heilige Geest en vol geloof. En heel veel mensen gingen in de Heer geloven. Barnabas vertrok naar Tarsus om Saulus te zoeken. Toen hij hem gevonden had, bracht hij hem naar Antiochië. Een heel jaar lang gaven ze samen de gelovige les. In Antiochië werden de leerlingen voor het eerst christenen genoemd. Hallelujah. He complex the meaning of his word. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Um, now, as we read, people that believe in Christ Jesus, uh, that truly repented, were false called Christians in Antioch. Are you with me? Now, as I said, you are not what you are because of what people tell you. They were called Christians in Antioch. But they were not Christians because people told them they are Christians. They were Christians because Christ was in them. Amen. Amen. I always say that what people call you what is not your identity. What people call you is your reputation. That's why there was a woman that had an issue. She had a blood issue for years. And they called her the woman with the issue. En ze noemde haar de vrouw met het probleem. But when God met her, maar toen God haar ontmoette, 
God said not woman with the issues. Zei God niet vrouw met het bloed voor jullie probleem. He said thy faith has made thee whole my daughter. Uw geloof heeft u heel gemaakt mijn dochter. So she had a reputation. Dus ze had een reputatie. But she also had an identity. Maar ze had ook een identiteit. And her identity en was not her issue. Was niet haar probleem. So listen. Dus luister. I am here. Ik ben hier. Because you need to understand. Omdat je moet begrijpen. That a Christian. Dat een Christen. Is first and foremost. Allereerst. Somebody that follows Christ Jesus wholeheartedly. Iemand die Jezus Christus met heel hart volgt. If you cannot do that. Als je dat niet kan you doen. Are not a Christian. Nee, niet een Christen. And you can come to the altar call every week. En je kan op over de oproep op de kerk. You can pray every day. Je kan elke dag bidden. You can speak in tongues daily. Je kan dagelijks You can be in a department. Je kan in een afdeling zijn. But it is who you follow that will determine who you are. Wie je volgt bepaalt wie je bent. So the devil is not afraid of people that will come to church. De devil is niet angstig voor zij die naar de kerk komen. The devil is not even afraid that you are crying during worship. Dat je huilt tijdens aanbidding. But the devil is afraid for a man that can say yes to God and no to him. Maar de devil is bang die bang voor iemand die kan zeggen nee tegen hem. Alles wat je doet is actually nonsense if you cannot say yes to God and no to the devil. Is eigenlijk onzin als je ja tegen de heer kan zeggen nee tegen de devil. So there are many people. Er zijn veel mensen. You are very strong. Je bent heel sterk in working for God. But you are an illegal worker if you have not committed your heart to him. Maar dat is illegale werk als je hart niet hebt gebeten aan hem. There are many illegal workers. Er zijn vele illegale onwettige werkers. People that don't want to give their heart. Mensen die hun hart niet willen geven. But they want to be at service. Maar ze willen bij de dienst. That is not service. Dat is geen dienst. You cannot serve a holy God with an incorruptible spirit. Met een corrupte met een geest. Incorruptible spirit. When you are defiled from the inside, the first thing that God wants to do is to refine you. That's why the Bible said that He will sit as a refiner and a purifier. And He will purify the sons of Levi. And I saw the son of a Levi verfijnen. Listen, the sons of Levi are the sons of a priest. They are the sons of a priest. And the priest works in the presence of the Lord. And he works in the presence of the Lord. But for you to work in the presence of the Lord, it is not about what you can do. It is about who you are. Are you the sanctified or are you the defiled? Because in this time dispensation, everybody is looking at what you can do, but not about who you are. Because everything that you can do does not have value for God if you cannot trace your heart and your spirit. That's why Apostle Paul said, in a great house there are many vessels, vessels of wood and clay. But also of gold and silver. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he will be a vessel unto honor. Listen, a vessel unto honor is a vessel that can be used. Because nothing that has to do with God is dishonorable. So a vessel unto honor is a vessel that is available. You are not available because you can't do it. Many demons can do what we can do. Many demons can do what we can do. But when we are purified and sanctified, that is when we can reveal what the demon can't reveal. That then we can blossom and what the demon can't do. Are you with me? Yes. A vessel unto honor. The essence of Christianity. The first, the first thing that God will do after you have given your life to Christ is not that you will preach the gospel. The essence 
of Christianity, when you come to Christ, is not that you will heal the sick and raise the dead. The first thing that will happen is that he will enter you. He will enter you. He will enter you. May God enter your heart. And when he enters your heart, that which is dark shall be removed. And that is which is light shall abide. Of Christianity. The holy and the unholy. The unclean and the clean. The reinige and the unclean. The essence of Christianity is for you to become a pilgrim on earth. Is for you to become a pilgrim on earth. Peter said, "I beseech you, brethren, as strangers and pilgrims, as strangers, abstain from fleshly lusts." When you are a Christian, there are some things that you don't touch. That's the thing. When you are a Christian, there are some things you abstain from. Because you are separated unto him. The essence of Christianity is removed when you are not separated. Yes. So one thing that will happen is you will make a perpetual decision to follow God. And when you follow God, what will happen? You will lose friends. When you follow God, people will get irritated by you. When you follow God, not everything will go in the way that you will like it. But that is when the Holy Spirit will find expression and be your comforter. That is when the Holy Spirit will find expression and be your You are not alone. But you will always feel alone when you seek for men instead for God. You are not alone. But when God does not have the power to heal you, you will feel lonely. You will always feel what? So I said, number one, it is your sanctification. It is your sanctification and your separation. Amen. Because it is in your sanctification and your separation you become like him. And it takes time. This is what they don't tell you. It takes time. It takes time to be conformed to that which God wants you to be. But when you don't take time to be conformed and transformed onto the image of God, you will be an offense to God's kingdom, even though you are genuine. Are you here with me? So many people when they come to Christ, they have an ardent desire to do things for God. To, to do things for God is very good. But it starts with where your heart is. Amen. Let God circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Let God change you. Allow Him to transform you. Amen. Number two. Somebody says, the essence of Christianity. What was number one? What was number one? Sanctification. Amen. 
Sanctification is number one. Listen, your sanctification process can be one year, can be two years, can be three years. But at least make sure that you don't cheat your own process of sanctification. Because a man of God once said, there are certain snakes in your spirit that will only awake when you go to your next level. There are certain things that will not arise until you are at a place where anybody, everybody can see you. Moses did not know that he had anger issues. Moses wist niet dat hij problemen had met boosheid. Until he Tot must fulfill the purpose of God. Totdat hij het doel van God had vervuld. So many people. Dus vele mensen. You 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 think that because you can do something with your gift. Je denkt dat je iets kan doen met je gaven. You don't need to go through the process of sanctification. Je moet niet denken dat je door het proces van heiligheid. But there will be a place that you will regret it for your life. Je spijt zal hebben. Because you realize that. Want je beseft. Listen, when the people, when the multitude, when the menigte, when they see you falling, when they see that you fall, they will not remember the good things that you have done. So there's the good things that you have done. One mistake is enough. One fault is voldoende. And everything that you have built is gone. En alles wat je hebt gebouwd is, is weg. So one thing that you must master. Eén ding wat je moet bemeesteren. Is wat je sanctificatie. Is wat je heiliging. Somebody say sanctification. Dan zeg heiliging. Number two. Number twee. Please God. What did I say? Behaag God. Please God. God behaag God. Now listen. Peter and the apostles. Peter and the apostles. They were preaching the word. Preaching the word. Preaching the word. And the Pharisees. And the Pharisees. And the Sadducees. And the Sadducees. They told Peter never ever preach in this name again. But predict nooit meer in deze naam. And Peter said, if you read Acts chapter four verse nineteen, shall we obey man rather than God? Zullen de mens gehoorzamen eerder dan God? Shall we obey who man rather than God. The essence of Christianity is when you come to a place, there is no person born of a woman that comes between your relationship with God. Not even your mother, not even your father, not even your sister, not even your friend. You must make the decision that nobody comes between my relationship with God. Jesus was in the heat of his teaching. Jezus was in de in de hitte van zijn onderwijs. En een van zijn discipelen zei: "Je moeder is calling." En een van wat die de leerlingen zijn, die moeder roept. My mother, my father, my brother, my sister. Mijn vader, mijn broer, mijn zus. Is those that zijn do the will of God. Die de wil van de vader doen. Amen. Amen. So he even said that listen. Hij zei zo. I did not come to bring peace. Because every man that made the decision to follow God, you will see reaction. You will see affliction. People will arise against you because you stand for the lie. Listen, when everybody likes you, it's because you stand for nothing. When everybody wants to be your friend, it is because you don't have a stand. But when you say you stand for Jesus Christ, hell will awaken. Zelfs om de hel aangewakkerd worden. So he said, I did not come to bring peace. Ben ik gekomen om vrede te brengen. But I came with the sword. Maar ik kom met de zwaard. Amen. Amen. 
And as he said that, I came with a sword. He said, I will divide mother and father. Ik zal moeder en vader scheiden. Husband and wife. Echtgenoten en genoten. Uh, brother and sister. Broeder en zuster. Now why will he say that? Waarom zou hij dat zeggen? The essence of Christianity. De essentie, de man van Christus. Is that if you are a child of God. Dus als jij een kind van God bent. You have made the decision. Heb je besluit gemaakt? That nobody comes before God. Dat niemand voor God komt te staan. And when you make that decision. Wanneer je dat besluit hebt gemaakt. The enemy can use. Kan gebruiken. People that you are emotionally connected with. Mensen die waarmee je emotioneel verbonden bent om je in de val te brengen. Yes. Yes. He can use your best friend. Je kan je beste vriend gebruiken. Your, your best friend. Je beste vriend kan hij gebruiken. You know your friend for 15 years. Je kent je vriend voor 15 jaar. You have never argued. Je hebt nooit discussies gehad. But you said I have decided to follow Jesus. Maar je zei ik heb besloten om Jezus te volgen. And your friend will now tell you. En je vriend zegt je nu. That how can you treat me like that? Hoe kun je me zo behandelen? Why are you never calling me again? Waarom bel je me niet meer? Why are we not hanging out again? Waarom gaan we niet meer met elkaar om? What will you do? Wat ga je doen? You know your friend is a sinner. Je weet dat je vriend een zonder is. You know that it is your friend that even introduced you to sin. Je weet zelfs die vriend is die jou heeft geïntroduceerd tot zonde. Er zijn vele mensen. You were not like that until you met certain people. Je bent niet zo dat je zulke mensen ontmoet. Je weet het. It is certain people that introduce you to something. Er zijn bepaalde mensen die je hebben geïntroduceerd tot iets. And when you come to Christ, can you make the decision to cut them off? En wanneer je tot Christus komt, kan je de beslissing maken om ze af te snijden. Please God. God de vrede zijn. Please God. God de vrede zijn. Please God. God de vrede Joseph. Joseph had everything. He told the wife of Potiphar. Everything has been given unto me. Except you. And when the wife wanted to entice him to sleep with him, he did not say, I cannot do this because of your husband. I cannot do this because of my position. He said, I cannot do this because of God. Is that you live a life to please God? Listen, your calling is not as deep as pleasing God. Your calling is within the jurisdiction of pleasing God. It is not an ambition. It's not a desire. It is a calling. It is a calling. So you don't say I won't sin because I don't I will not be anointed anymore. You don't say I won't sin because I will lose my position. You don't say I won't sin because uh, I can't pray anymore. I won't sin because I want to please God. Everything else that I won't sin because I want to please God is a wrong foundation. Are you with me? Yes. Amen. Let us go to the book of Exodus chapter 1 verse 17. Pleasing God. God the Father. Pleasing God. God the Father. The midwives. The footvrouwen. They feared God, so they they did not please Pharaoh. So they had the Pharaoh not pleased with them. But the midwives feared God. And did not, as the king of Egypt commanded them, but save the men, children alive. What does the Bible says? The midwives they feared God. The midwives they what? They feared God. 
Do you fear God? That is another thing. That 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 is fundamental with the essence of Christianity. That you have the fear of God. Christianity is not the belief that you operate in a casual manner. There are people that die because of one little mistake. There are people, their whole lineage was truncated because of one mistake. God told Eli, as for you, your lineage, it is, it is clear. It is clear. The fear of God. If you read Job chapter 28, verse 28, the Bible says, The fear of God is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. To depart from evil. Depart. That's the essence. Because evil is darkness. Obeying God is light. So the highest wisdom is not to have a solution for a business. The highest wisdom is not to solve marital matters. The highest wisdom is when a man can fear God. When a man can fear God, that's why. Who was the wisest man in the Bible? He was a wise person in the Bible. Solomon. Solomon. Listen, everything that Solomon said was not the wisest thing that he said. That's why you need to read the book of Ecclesiastes. Because in the book of Ecclesiastes, he was about to die. And as he was about to die, what did Solomon say? Vanity upon vanity. Everything is vanity. Everything does not matter. But then he said, to fear God. That's a good one. To fear God. So listen, when you come to the place that you fear God, listen, don't, don't take short corners. People are making quick money. They are scamming other people. And because you are broke, you feel tempted to do the same. Fear God. Be broke that you can fear God. That to be rich, but you are wicked. Don't take short corners. Fear God. The fear of God is more than a million dollars on your bank. The listen, the Bible says Job is a man that feared God and assured evil. And when Satan hated him, do you know what Satan said? Satan said it is because you have given him everything. So listen, the story of Job. My personal revelation is that God wanted to show us that prosperity is not what you have. Prosperity is to fear God and stand with Him. Because, listen, God said, take everything except keep Him alive. Amen. So what did the devil do? The devil took his children. The devil took his money. The devil took his business. The devil took everything from him. The devil even took his health. He was sick. 
Stocks was licking him. But still he said that naked I came out of my mother. Praise be the name of the Lord. In another, in another sentence he said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust with him. So the essence of Christianity is not even for you to become rich. It's not even for you to have houses. It's for you, number one, to say, I fear God and I will stick with him no matter what. That is true. That is the, the first level of prospecting. If you have 10,000 million on your bank but you don't fear God, you are not prosperous. So, so listen, I, I just tried it. Listen, what will you do when you realize that you will have cancer today? This is, this is the real Christian. Will you then say God is not with me? What will you do if God will tell you you will not marry? You will pray 10,000 10, days, you will fast, but nothing is happening. Will you cheat God and say God is not real? There are so many people when you ask them, why don't you serve God? They will say that, what I have, what I have been through, the things that I have been through, I can serve God. Listen, God don't owe us anything. He don't every so everything he gives is a blessing. That's why we call it a blessing. But you need to ask yourself if he don't give it, can you still serve him? Job was sick. If you are sick and you don't get healed, are you still in the presence of the Lord? You are seeking for a house. You are not getting a house. Can you still serve God? Anna was a widow for more than 70 years. But she said, I will dedicate my life in the presence of the Lord. I will pray, pray for the consolation of Israel. I will consecrate myself. I won't seek for another husband. I will seek for Christ. I will wait. I will pray. I will pray. Did Hannah say, Listen, God, what have you done for me? That is why, listen, today, what we call blessed is not blessed. Nowadays, when you are not married by the age of 40, they say you are cursed. Look at the Bible. They say when you don't have a child by the age of 50, something is wrong. Sarah was not cursed. Rebecca was not cursed. But why did they not have a child? Because God's timing is the perfect timing. That is the perfect timing. So we have created doctrines for ourselves. Amen. Listen, it is the word of the Bible says, forever, oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's not even settled on earth. It's settled in heaven. It is done. So you cannot, you cannot bend the word of God for your own will. It is settled. So stay everything a man tells you. If you cannot connect it with the word of God, it is his own ideology. It's false. Simeon was about to die. God told him, you are not going to die until Christ comes. So he was suffering. He wants to die. He wants to go to heaven. But God said, you are not permitted to go because you are a priest and you must affirm Jesus Christ. He was the one that affirmed Christ Jesus. So when Jesus Christ came, he blessed him. And then he asked the Lord, that Lord, can I go now? Ah, 
this, this is Christianity. It's, it's not popularity. It is not being the best. It's not the best. Listen, the, the, the disciples of Jesus Christ. The, of Jesus the mother came to Jesus, the came to Jesus. And the mother said, Can they sit at thy right hand? And Jesus said, Do you know what of what cup they need to drink? And the baptism of suffering they need to go through. That means Christianity is not about faith. It is about deep suffering. The more you suffer, the more you will be glorified. So if you are selfless, you are not practicing the Christianity of the Bible. Dan praktiseer je niet het van de Bijbel. Amen. Ah, the Bible said. The Bible said. Listen, because Jesus said something. He said. Because he has the highest discernment. Hij is de hoogste So he said, but these two they can actually do it. Deze twee kunnen het eigenlijk doen. Because they said yes. When when Jesus asked them, can you drink of my cup? Can you be baptized with my baptism? They told Jesus yes. And Jesus said, it's actually true. And what was so funny, the Bible said the other disciples were moved with indignation, jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Why? Because they want to be at the top. But then Jesus rebuked them and he said the greatest is not the one that's at the top. The greatest is the one that can serve. Because your heart is sticking because you see the development of somebody else. That is not Christianity. When you are in Christ, Apostle Paul said, esteem others more than yourself. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. So how can we be together in one place? We say we are brothers and sisters, but we don't support each other. When somebody's in grief and pain, when somebody is in a place that they needed a hand of prayer, you will instead of praying and fasting, you will talk about the situation. People are dying because there is nobody that can pray for them. Peter, Jesus told Peter, Satan has decided to suit you like a wheat. Satan heeft je besloten hey, op te draaien als, als, als graan, als een woord. To you if nobody is praying for you. Als niemand voor je bidt. Ah, if, if Satan can, can take Peter, als Satan Peter he kan nemen, take you and kan hij ook jou en ik nemen. He can take you. Kan hij jou nemen. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Jezus zei, ik heb voor je gebeden. That's why I don't, I don't care if I have convenient friendships. I put it on myself. What's the convenient friendship? We love with each other. That's nothing. But when you tell me you have prayed for me, I know you are deep. When you tell me I, you support me, I know you are deep. We need to have people that are together in the spirit. The essence of Christianity. He says, let us love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. Loving your neighbor is not telling the person bless you. Loving your neighbor is not even smiling. Some you are good at smiling, but your heart is saying something else. Loving your neighbor is being there when it is good and being there when it is bad. In fact, it is about the bad times. 
It's about the bad times, not the good times. Everybody can support you when things are going well. Christ loved us when things were going wrong with us. Very wrong. When we were stinking in sin, sin everywhere. Iniquity, trespass. But he said, I will take it. I will take it. I will take it. Many people don't understand the, the, the relationship that Jonathan had with David. Jonathan was the next king, if you don't know. He was the son of Saul. But he said, David, you will be the king. Listen, if you are you this thing, you are praying for revival. What if God will tell you? My son, I will bring revival, but you are not the one I will use. What will you do? What will you do? You are praying that businesses in the church are going well. What if God will tell you, Rhoda? I will answer your prayer, but it will be Susie and Emmanuel that will go to the next level. Many of us, we will stop the prayer. That is pretense, 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 pretense. We always talk about religious spirit and then we talk about how this, the spirit must move in a certain place. If, listen, if the spirit moves but there's no character, you are mocking God. You are mocking God. You are mocking God. You are like the Pharisees. When they told Jesus, are you Christ? Jesus said, I am Christ. They fall on the ground. Bam! As they stood up, they still arrested you. That is how many of us God. The power of God will hit you, bam! As you stand up, you will still do the thing you want to do as if, as if God has never touched your life. Listen, I saw a post on, on Instagram. I shared it and I and I, I removed it. Somebody said, if the power of God will move in a place, and People are falling under the power. And they don't repent. And they don't repent. What is it? He said it's something like he said this charismatic thing and it's not, it's hype. It is hype, it's a I said then the Holy Ghost told me it's not hype. Amen. It's the real power of God. It's the echte kracht van God. Because even with Jesus, Jesus will do miracles signs and wonders, they will not repent. People will get healed. That's why if you read the book of John chapter 6, Jesus was multiplying bread. The power was there. But when Jesus said, oh, stop. Eat of me. Drink of me. That is the real deal. They said, no, no. That does not mean the power is not available. But the highest power is to convert the soul. So the essence of Christianity, we are what Apostle Paul said, busy body. Busy body. But I, I want to tell you, stand still for a minute and, and, and ask yourself that if there was no person on earth, will God say that this is actually a good thing? Because many of you are hiding behind the compliments of people. But listen, you don't know me. And I don't know me. We say we know each other. If, if even a prophet can pour oil on the different one, how much more you and I? 
The only thing that keeps us together is Christ. And that is why we need to be conformed to the character of Jesus Christ. And the character of Jesus Christ is suffering, suffering, suffering. I said it yesterday that the ministry of the Samaritan is gone. Listen, what will you do if you see somebody is broken like on the street? People will just walk past past if nothing is happening. What will you do? Listen, that brother that came Friday. I was like, ah. We say we are there. This, this is the real deal. When a person with an actual problem comes, that, that is, that is when growth is measured. No small things. And this was not even a big one. What will you do when somebody enters this place right now and he say, I need deliverance now or I die? That is where you know that you must pray for mercy. And you must ask for the Lord, I don't know how, but please equip me for your generation. Please equip me for your generation. And it will take one year. It can take two years. It can take three years. But if you are consistent, He will give you something. He will give you something. And it can be that He will give you 3,000 million to finance the kingdom. It can be that He will give you the anointing of a soundness. It can be that He will give you a healing anointing. But may He give you something. Because when real problem comes, that is when you know what is in you. That is when you know that every time we, we must worship in this place, you better worship. That is when we will do open prayer. You better pray. Because there will be a time you, you will regret and say, Did I pray? Did I, why did I not fast it for years? For this? Why did I not see God? Listen, Moses thought that his life was over until God called him for the assignment. Then he can listen, oh, thank God I was 40 years in the wilderness. Because it was exactly 40 years that the Israelites spent in the wilderness as well. So if he did not prepare himself, where would he be? Let us go. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. The essence of Christianity. in Christ if any comfort of love if any fellowship of the spirit if any borrows and mercy fulfill ye my joy that ye be like minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind now he comes to verse 3 let nothing be done through strife of vain glory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Let us read verse 4 as well. Let not every man on his own things, but 
every man also on the things of others. Listen, Jesus Christ was a king. Jesus is a king. But he was never served by man. He was the one serving. Hij was de persoon die diende. Amen. And ask yourself, because many, that is the character that you have have given to yourself when you come into the presence of the Lord. You want to be served. That is not a mature church. A, a mature church, as I said, is a church that can present something to God. The Bible says when the sons of God presented themselves before God. Because when you present yourself before God, you want to give something to Him. But we, not, not everybody, but too many, you are in a place that you want God each and every time to do what you want. To do what you want. It is good. But can you stand still and say, today, I will do what Kevin wants. Today, I will do what Cedric wants. Today it's not about me. It is not about my situation. It is about somebody else. That's Christian. That you can see that as for today, I will put myself on the second place. Listen, without pride, do you know how many times I've put myself on the second place? Not even second, some third, fourth place. And we should all have the mindset that it is not about us, but about your name. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are the most simple scriptures, but we, we, we kick it away. That's what we are doing. And when you cannot love your neighbor, you do not love God. No matter what you are saying, when you do not love your neighbor, you do not love God. Listen, there are many here. You can still hate your enemy. That's not the essence of Christianity. God said, love your enemies. Love your enemies. You still have somebody in your heart that you have not forgiven. That's not Christianity. You must forgive. You must forgive. Because your life is not your own. So when you say, I decide not to forgive, you are saying you are the ruler of your life. The ruler of your life is what Jesus commanded you to do. Is what Jesus you to do. If you love me, as me God. I don't care the greatest thing somebody did to you. What you did to God was more painful. What you have done to God is more than that sister has done to you. So who gives you the right not to forgive? That brother has offended you and what you have betrayed you. What about you towards God? Is it not every day you ask for forgiveness? Are you not, who in this place has asked for forgiveness today? Raise your hand. Now, ask yourself. That brother that made 
two mistakes. Die broer die twee fouten heeft begaan. You don't want to forget that one. En je wilt die niet vergeven. You don't want to forget that sister. Je wilt die broer, zuster niet vergeven. So you have family members for je years. Je hebt familie voor jaren. You say I will not forgive her. Zal ik hem of haar niet vergeten? But you are every Sunday in the church. Maar elke zondag ben je in de kerk. Elke zondag ben je Sunday you are singing. Elke zondag you zing je. That's why many people, their heart is stone. Hun hart is gestenen. Because God said, God said, if you are in a quarrel with somebody, als je ruzie met iemand hebt, even your offering, I don't want it. Zelfs je offering is niet. But we can give offering, we can dance, we can, we can sing, but we can despise. We kunnen verachten. Somebody in our heart. Iemand in ons hart. This is the the, the essence of Christianity. Dit is de essentie of het belang van Christendom. The essence of Christianity. Het belang van Christendom. He said, listen, listen. He said, I beseech you, brethren, present your bodies. It was quoted today as a living sacrifice. A sacrifice that continues to live. Because every second is an opportunity to sacrifice to God. Now, you are asking yourself, how can you continually sacrifice? Because when you obey God with everything, your life is a living sacrifice. Because you cannot decide. That's why God told, uh, uh, no, someone told Saul, obedience is better than sacrifice. Because when you obey God with everything, your life is a living sacrifice. Amen. I will come to the last point. Of the essence of Christianity. Are you with me? Are you with me? It's prayer. It's gebed. Somebody say prayer. Yeah. 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 Let us go to the book of Matthew. This. Chapter 6. Verse 6. Somebody can read for me Matthew chapter 6 from verse 5 to 15. Matthäus was success from verse 5 to verse 15. Please remember from Jesus. Jesus said tegen zijn leerling: En bid niet op dezelfde manier als de schijnheilige mensen. Zij staan graag in de synagoge en op de hoeken van de pleinen te bidden, want ze willen dat de mensen het zien. Luister goed. Ik zeg jullie dat ze hun hele beloning al hebben gekregen. Stop there. So we are we are going to cut the scripture pieces. Jesus I'm saying this is that listen. Prayer is very important because Jesus said my house shall be called the house of so one thing that is fundamental for a Christian, you must know how to pray. 
Amen. So one thing is that's very dangerous. When you are a Christian and you don't feel like praying. Because prayer has nothing to do with feelings. Tell your neighbor, prayer has nothing to do with feelings. Tell your other neighbor, prayer has nothing to do with feelings. Listen, even if you are tired, will you not brush your teeth? Even when you are tired, will you not take a shower? Yes. Amen. So, prayer is the same thing. It's not when you feel like it. You do it because you need it. Amen. Now listen. When you are at the place that you don't feel like praying and you will also not pray, it is because you are not connected with your spiritual mind. When you know how your spirit man craves to be connected with God, you will pray every day. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul, your soul longs for God. You don't know it. Your soul is crying out for divinity. As the listen, I watched a, a movie on Natural Geographic, and that thing was so strange was there was a river there were crocodiles everything was in the river but there were still animals that would try to drink and as it was happening some animals because the crocodile will hide in the waters so as it will drink then bam it will take it and some they will drink they will they will, they will go back. They will take the will go back. And I was like, why don't they understand that there is a crocodile in it? But later on in the movie, I saw that that was the only river in that whole wilderness. So they were at the place that they were so thirsty, thirsty, that they said that, listen, I will risk my life for a sip of water. And many, your soul is so thirsty, thirsty, and you don't find a place to satisfy it, so you will take boyfriend, you cannot find a place to satisfy it, so you will do drugs, you can't find a place to satisfy it, so you will go everywhere, but there is a river, there is a river available, that you will say, I will test no more. Listen, that's why you must know the state of your spirit. You must know it. If you don't know it, you are in, you are in danger. You are in danger. You are in danger. Verse 6. Ga dan je kamer in en doe de deur dicht. Bid dan tot je vader terwijl niemand het ziet. En je vader die de verborgen dingen ziet, zal je er openlijk voor belonen. Amen. Amen. Now listen. Verse 5 says. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the... That means hypocrites also pray. Dat betekent dat schijnheilige mensen ook bidden. 
So if you don't pray, you are even less than a hypocrite. Als je niet bidt, ben je zelfs even a hypocrite prays. Zelfs een schijnheilige bid. Amen. But this is the thing. He says, when thou prays, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to be standing in the... You are not with me. They love to be standing in the... And in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of who? Of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their Now I have a question for you. What is the reward of the prayer of a hypocrite? What is the reward of the prayer of a hypocrite? To be seen of men. Yes. That is the reward. So many, your reward is your loudness in this place. Uh, your reward is, is how you blast the tongues with bass. So Deacon Sidney will say, whoa, he can pray. Deacon Sidney will say, wow, he can pray. Deacon will say, wow. Your reward is how you, you are sweating, you are sweating. You are, you are chanting deep chants. But when you go home, you don't pray at all. You don't pray. So you have your reward. And your reward is that we will say you are deep. But there is a reward of them that find him in the secret. The Bible says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy and when thou shut the door, ask yourself, Have God told you something that I don't know? Listen, Imanos, I was giving this teaching in salvation class as well. And then Imanos said, wow, that means secrets are revealed in a secret place. And that is true. Have God told you something that you know, I don't know? Amen. Amen. Do you know how many times I have something? I know it is true. But I can't explain it. Then I will see a man of God who said, I was like, wow, it was not I feel this thing. I feel this thing. Amen. So it is in the secret place God will reveal secrets. Amen. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Amen. So, some people have a corrupt open reward. But Jesus was rewarded openly. When he, he, he prayed and the heavens opened and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So ask yourself right now, ask you in this place. What is there in your secret place? What is there in your secret place? Some in the secret place there is God. And some in the secret place there is sin. Is there something in your heart? Amen. Amen. But there is something there. Maar er is iets daar. It's not empty. Is it not? There is something in your secret. There is iets in your heart. 
and it must be you and God. It must be that intimacy that you will have there. Amen. And intimacy will give birth to revelation. God told Jeremiah, call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. May God show us that which we don't know. Amen. Many times we want the answer on what we already know. But there is a prayer. That's why the Bible. The Bible said it. But, but the Bible did not say they have the answer. The Bible said they have the reward. May God give us a reward. That's a mature church. That is the reason that Jesus in his busy schedule will still accept himself sometimes and go to pray. If you read Mark chapter 1 verse 35, let us go there. I think it's 35 or 25. The Bible says, this is a very powerful scripture. The Bible says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before, before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there, what did he do? Pray. Amen. Now this is very important. Your life is not that busy. That prayer is not in it. You, you are playing a very dangerous game. Your life is not that busy that you can't pray. Amen. Amen. So what you must do, if, even because just read the whole chapter when you're at home. The day before, Jesus was healing the whole day. The Bible says people were at his door in lines for healing, for devils to be casted out. Even Peter, if he was seeking for Jesus, but where is Jesus? So you are not busy enough to tell yourself that I can skip prayer. No. Life is too spiritual for you to accept prayer on your list. So what do you need to do? Tell yourself every day, this time, I will pray. This time, I will pray. You can even say, I will not sleep until I have prayed a certain time extent. It can be one o'clock. You will tell yourself, I will pray till three before I sleep. I will be tired at work, but I will be Listen, do you know that the first scripture that we read, they were doing the same thing the whole year. Consistency is what many lack. Consistency is what many gebrek aan hebben. Listen, be honest. Have you ever prayed for three months straight? For three months after the gebed. At least the hour a day. The least the hour. Raise your hand if you have done that. Three months straight. Three months after the gebed. One, two, three, three. You 
four. You, you are missing pieces if you don't know. Jesus. You are guessing. Many things in your life you are guessing. You are guessing. Because there is still, when you have not reached a certain place in God, everything is guessed. I, I remember one thing, Little Jamal said something. I don't know if you guys know how deep this thing is. He said, maturity is not when something happens once. It's when you are consistent in doing it. Because that is you have mastered it. And that is what we lack in the kingdom of God. People that are specialists in what they do. Amen. When a prophet comes, he knows what he is. He's not guessing. Because he knows his God. Amen. And if you are, this is a sign, your, your priesthood is not strong. Because three months is not much. That's detail. Amen. And to be honest, if you cannot do it for three months, it does not, because a habit starts with three months. Have you seen it? Many problems will be, it's not, God, I, I have a personal revelation. It's even a message. And I call it, Eli can't help you. There are some things you must do it for yourself. And one is prayer. Anna wanted a child. Eli did not understand Anna's problem. There are, some there are some problems. You will cry. You will try to explain. Nobody will understand you. Niemand gaat je begrijpen. Only God. So you must enter into the place of prayer for Him to give you a key. If you don't see God, you will be remembered as a sad story. Nabot's story was sad, even though he was genuine. A man with a fire that was killed innocently. That's why invest in prayer. Don't listen to anybody that says that prayer is not important. Don't listen to anybody that says that time is not even important. If you read the Bible, do you know how many times the Bible says at the hour of prayer? That made me to understand that even the apostles, how busy they were, they were still disciplined. They, at the hour of prayer we go, Cornelius, a Gentile, without the Holy Ghost, consistent prayer, consistent A church is not strong if people don't pray. No matter what happens, do you the fact that only three people raise their hands? Are you actually expecting souls to come into this place with our intercession if we are not even consistent in prayer? Amen. Mm -hmm. Because that is also one thing. God is not a magician. I always say this thing. Faith is not foolishness. 